0: The receivers in the AFC North, one through four. Where does New Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper fit into that mix? Is he possibly top dog? Is there a young bangle that's already the top wide receiver in the AFC North? And we discuss Amari Cooper and his standing on potentially being the best wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns since the return in 1999. All that and more on your latest Locked On Browns.
1: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things dog pound, LGB. On the LOB, your host Garrett Bush and Jeff Lloyd, along for the daily ride. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, where we get your podcast app, uh, your podcast. Make sure you are following, subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast, YouTube. Check out the Lockdown Browns page. We were shooting for 300 subscribers yesterday. We're in the 270s. Help us out there, folks. Continue. Um, Again, I understand some of you aren't going to make the transition on over. I get it. You know, you listen while you commute, while you drive. The last thing you need is to have a reason to look down at the beautiful faces of Garrett Bush and Jeff Lloyd. We don't want you getting in any trouble while you're doing your commutes. So if you're going to stay audio, stay audio. But please, just hit the subscribe button over here. Plus, you'll get shorter videos and stuff like this when news breaks, stuff like that from me and Garrett. So always something to keep in mind in that avenue. Uh, Yesterday, we went in-depth on pass rushers in the AFC North. Uh, This is going to continue to be part of some segments here, some shows we do over, obviously, typical off-season type of stuff. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the wide receiver position in the AFC North. We're going to get into a top four breakdown there. Uh, We'll go through, you know, four and three. We'll go through the top two. Um, There's some agreement here. This one, we're not going to get definitely a a debate like we got yesterday about TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett. Then we're going to get to maybe where the standing of Amari Cooper is as far as, you know, what has been the top dog at the wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, basically since it came back in 1999. So, Garrett, without further ado, we're going to kick into this here. Um, in the top four, um, you know, similar to yesterday, there is a team represented twice within this top four. There is a team not represented at this position. There is at least a Cleveland Brown on it. So let's get rolling.
1: Yeah, you, you know, you know, when you look at it, the uh, disclaimer, you'll figure out this, this really quickly. There is a team that we don't have any on there. And I think it's obvious who that team is um when you look at and you start at number four i can't i don't i remember we we had this guy flip flopped or two guys flip flop um but deontay johnson um he's a guy from from the pittsburgh steelers who i, I think for the last two years pittsburgh seems to do a, a decent job at finding guys um of the same ilk um uh, you had antonio brown um you you had um so some of those guys like that and you, you've had juju smith schuster uh even going back to other guys like say, Antonio holmes the steelers always try to find one of these guys where you say wow who is this guy and you know you look up he has 1100 yards 80 80-something catches um so I, I think deontay johnson is is a guy that would be higher on this list if he could catch the football you, we we all know that that's the, the main uh prerequisite for being a receiver and yes he's a he's a good young receiver but he could even be a better receiver if he would catch the routine passes so for me you look at him and and you look at what they have this year chase claypool is on the other side of them um they got george pickens um they got him from uh georgia uh so they have a solid roster of receivers uh he's a guy who i i think is the best out of those guys i think chase claypool could be have the most upside of anybody due to his size strength uh speed flat line, straight line speed but for me um johnson is a guy who head and shoulders is probably their best receiver however when you look at his production his production is awesome production is great it's just the, the, the balls you should catch on third down it's the balls that you drop two three in a row um and, and that's what's kind of keeping them down at number four on this list
0: when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously there's going to be a major transition here um from you know going from Ben Roethlisberger all these years to uh, most likely obviously i think everybody believes it's going to be Kenny Pickett and it's just going to be handed to Kenny Pickett um with you know the way the AFC North Is the Brown, I mean, the Steelers are not a position where they can say, oh, well, we think maybe Kenny Pickett's going to be really ready next year. This is, you know, this is a a division built, you know, for now, and they're going to have to do everything they can to compete in it. It's always been like this, you know, gradual step up with the Steelers wide receivers. Juju, the smaller guy in the slot, and then all of a sudden became much more of a bigger role. Then Deontay Johnson, after Juju kind of became the man, he was the guy here. Um, but you look at what the Steelers did by adding George Pickens. Um, basically what you're saying is, is, you know, we think, you know, we're going to challenge vertically, but if we can't get there, Deontay Johnson has done a great job out of the slot running uh, crossing routes, you know, for many years now. The consistency at time has been there as far as dropping balls. Certainly some back breaking drops at times, you know, a third and three, which could have put you in a field goal range, but now all of a sudden you're punting those types of things. The potential, the athleticism, the yards after a catch ability, it's always been there with a player like Johnson. Um, but you know, with the Browns situation, obviously and similar to Pittsburgh. There's going to be a whole bunch of people learning new people as far as the passing game. So, you know, there's concerns there. You can't automatically assume it's just going to work. Maybe Pickett will find more success vertically, which makes Johnson maybe a little bit more of an afterthought. Um, But Deontay Johnson, you know, worthy of being on this list. But for me, the, the three we have on top, we're talking about true potential number one wide receivers.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, You you look at his production, his production is there. I mean, he has 107 catches over 1100 1100 yards and um, uh, eight touchdowns. So the production is there, especially with 107 catches. Um, You know, that could be a little bit higher. Um, And I think the only reason he's a little bit lower on this list is because of of the drops. Um, Moving at a three, um, we had T Higgins. 74 receptions, uh, 1,091 yards, six touchdowns. Um, and and some people might have a little issue with T. Higgins flip flopping with with uh, Deontay Johnson. But the reason that we have T. Higgins here is because he's a guy who who has the size, six four two sixteen. He's a guy who who does not drop the ball in some of the same ways Deontay Johnson does. And T. Higgins, if at, at twenty three year, years old, if it was on another roster. He would he would be a guy that would be p- potentially a number one um, you know target. He obviously is playing with Jamar Chase. He's playing with Joe Burrow, and I think that really elevates his his stats a little bit too, uh, because Joe Burrow is, is a elite quarterback, and, and then uh, Jamar Chase is obviously I, I would say probably the best receiver in the league right now, or not if not one, maybe two, three, somewhere in that range. But T Higgins to me size. He get vertical, go up and make tough catches. Uh, he, he's a guy who does not have that many drops, and I think if you look at his numbers, he's coming to the league and pretty much produced. Even in 2020, he had six 67 receptions, 908 yards, and six touchdowns. That's almost a thousand yards uh, by itself in 2020 as a rookie. So when you look at that, I, I really put T Higgins in that uh, in that spectrum at a third. I wouldn't be mad if somebody said Deontay Johnson is ahead of him, but uh, I, I definitely think T. Higgins is on this list.
0: The thing with T. Higgins, and you saw it in the playoffs last year, where teams were just saying, "You know what? We see what this Burrow-Chase relationship is, and you know we're going to throw everything at it, and you know make you at least beat us another way." Obviously, we saw how that it turned out with the Bengals making it to the Super Bowl. Um, T. Higgins with 67 receptions in 2020, keeping in mind Joe Burrow was out for more than half the year with a torn ACL, so he was not playing obviously with the guy that they were basically they were drafted together there was no guarantees of you know Jamar Chase was going to be a player that they could acquire in 2021 who Burrow obviously had this strong strong relationship with um the size is a difference maker um if Jamar Chase wasn't a Cincinnati Bengal there's a very good chance we could be talking about T Higgins as the number one wide receiver in the AFC North has the potential has the size knows how to use it graded to contested catches um you know he's kind of in a tough spot here because you know once Jamar Chase came in there's you know, what he has obviously built a rapport and a relationship with Joe Burrow. Um, but you're talking about a relationship between Burrow and Chase that's gone on, you know, a couple of years longer. Um, the ima- insane amount of success that they had in the ACC during that national championship run with LSU. So for Higgins, it's in a tough spot. I mean, he's going to eat. He's going to get his numbers. He's going to be well fed. Um, but certainly a player production-wise that we could be talking about closer to 100 reception, maybe 13, 1,400 yards, double-digit touchdowns. Um, if he were in the position where he could be the number one guy. For Joe Burrow, I'm assuming those numbers are going to go up this year. The NFL is, you know, you what have you done for me lately? Jamar Chase killed everybody, so guess what? Jamar Chase is going to be double, maybe if not triple, at times until teams can, you know, prove, you know, until the Bengals can prove consistently they can win with their passing game in other ways. Um, so there we have it. Obviously, fourth uh, Deontay Johnson from the Pittsburgh Steelers, number three T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and for T. Higgins, the one thing is, is you know maybe just you know an asterisk. I mean, it's a tough spot for him. Him here because he could easily be in consideration to be higher up on this list. Um, but Jamar Chase is going to command and consistently get over a hundred, uh, you know, He's going to get 100 opportunities, you know, passes thrown his way, you know, probably closer to 125, maybe even 130 target-wise for Jamar Chase, which, is, which makes it a little bit tougher for a player like T. Higgins to find his way. Your host, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, rolling through here your latest brown, uh, Lockdown Browns, obviously getting into some wide receiver debates within the division. Uh, we're going to get to the top two that we think are in the AAC North. We're going to close it out with, uh, as far as, you know, where we feel Amari Cooper stands, you know, coming into this versus where every other top wide receiver essentially, you know, has been viewed from 99 to 2002. For me, most likely it's going to be 2017 on. So we'll let G. Bush, you know, wax a little, bring up some names of yesteryear as we go on through this, uh, continuing here on your Locked On Browns. built Bar, guys, they are always at it. They are always up to something. I love brownies. But you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. I'm kidding. When Mrs. Lloyd is making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. You're in luck because Bilt has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. The Brownie Batter Puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Bilt.com. Have you tried the Built, Built Puffs yet? I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's right delicious flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate with 140 calories, 17 grams of protein and only seven grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick me up for any day. All built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that built with built you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you are eating a normal protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. Go to built.com, use the promo code lock15, all caps, no space, and get 15% off your order. Again, locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. So continuing through, um, and I will kick it over here to Mr. G. Bush. You know, we'll get his thoughts here. Top two wide receivers in the AFC North. It is a battle of Ohio. Uh, is it too early for the youngster to be deemed the king of the wide receiver position in the AFC North? Are there some factors to understand with Amari Cooper with a transition? Maybe possibly not sure just exactly who his quarterback will be as far as portions of, of the 2022 nfl season what you got mr bush let's go
1: well you know coming to number two uh we got amari cooper um so you look at amari cooper and what he's done traditionally last year 68 receptions 865 yards eight touchdowns however you have michael gallup there you had cd lamb there as well so those are guys that are are, and you had zeke elliott in the backfield who Um, You know, can can catch the ball out of the backfield on screens and things like that. Numbers a little down uh, under a thousand yards for the first time in a couple of years. Uh, But when you talk about traditionally what he's done, 2020, 92 catches, 1114 yards, uh, six touchdowns. You go back to uh, 2019, 1189 yards, 79 uh, receptions, eight touchdowns. So traditionally, this guy is usually always somewhere between the 80 and 90 catch range and hovering um, usually around, uh, you know, a a little bit over 1,000, 1,100 yards and and averaging maybe five to six touchdowns every single year since he's been in the league. Uh, So for me, I look at this and say, what is the potential uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson when he gets back and ready to play? And his potential goes up a ton because of a couple things. I think you put him here because Deshaun Watson is going to actually elevate his game, make him better. You're going to have a running game that you're going to lean on play action. He's going to be open, and I look at his skill set and he can run any single route. Um, he can run every single route in the route tree. Uh, he's a guy that's you know is physical, can high point the ball, runs solid routes, and I just think when you project and look at him. Some people will say, well, how can you put a guy at number two with 865 yards? Well, if you look at what he's traditionally done and you kind of project what he's going to do with with, uh, Deshaun Watson, I think it's a a safe pick to put him at number two as the second best receiver in this division.
0: Uh, Of course, you know, the Browns with, you know, what as the rest of the offseason went on, Looks like a steal now. They were comfortable with the salary. The Cowboys weren't. The Browns gave up a fifth-round pick. You saw what other top wide receivers went for. Um, crazy, crazy year as far as the wide receiver movement. And, you know, obviously the trades involved. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown during the draft. You know, numerous others. Hollywood Brown. Um Amari comes in here, and maybe some of this obviously is speculation as he's coming in here to a new offense, a new system. It is third, you know, third team now for Amari Cooper. Um, Certainly some thoughts as he's made the progression from Oakland, you know, Oakland, uh, playing in Oakland, obviously, to playing in Dallas, always playing in basically more friendly weather environments than he's going to play here in Cleveland. Um, It's not like Dak Dak Prescott isn't a solid quarterback. It's not like he didn't have a great relationship with Derek Carr. So he's still going to continue to get to play with good quarterback play if and when he he ever gets to play with Deshaun Watson um the other thing which for now and this maybe could change for you know with a player like T Higgins is their growth within the Browns wide receiver room is you know does Donovan Peoples-Jones continue a, a progressional you know a you know a a getting better path with his career like he has. He was pretty good as a rookie for six rounder. Pretty good last year. Does he become more of a factor where, you know, it's time where you're going to give Deion Donovan Peoples-Jones more looks? But I'm confident with him here for now. Great runner, uh, route runner, uh, good after the catch. um, Comes in here to Cleveland, a team desperate to have that top dog. And the thing with having Amari Cooper is, Amari Cooper is, he's not your typical Number one wide receiver. He comes in, he plays. You don't hear much from him. And as I know, Garrett has said before, he is very similar. He is kind of like Nick Chubb at the running back position. I come in, I do my job, and you know, you don't get much else out of me. I will do my interviews that I have to do. You're not going to hear much from me from social media. You're not going to hear much about me. You know, out on the town, this, that, and the other thing. You know, th- that type of personality, more laid back guy, um, but certainly solid at what he does. Um, and you know, even with just one year in, um, up in Cincinnati, Garrett, it's easy to see and easy to see what he did last year. And certainly the relationship with Joe Burrow assists him here and Hey, he ain't going to complain and Joe Burrow ain't going to complain when they start signing big time log extensions in Cincinnati, um, because it worked out well for them. You know, I was against the pick. It was never a question of whether or not Jamar Chase was a good enough player, it was about thinking about the fact that Joe Burrow was coming off of an ACL injury, and he was probably the most important thing to take care of by protecting that offensive line. Granted, they've done that going into year three for him, year two for Jamar Chase, but there is a top dog already
1: in the AFC North, and it is Jamar Chase. Couldn't agree more. Um, just go back and watch it. Um, from get-go, he transformed the Cincinnati Bengals, and to me, he's just as much of a, a, as a reason that the Bengals – Got to the Super Bowl just the, the same amount as, as with Joe Burrow. He gets a lot of credit with that because what you're able to do with Jamar Chase now now is is different. When you got a guy that can catch a slant and go to the house in, in, in a blink of an eye, when you got a guy that you could just throw it up on the goal line, he can go get that. It makes your offense that much better. It now opens it up for for mixing. Now you're like, okay, well, well, Joe Mixon is is not you know a, a household dame. But when you got guys like T. Higgins and, and especially Jamar Chase on the outside, now you get a ball to to mix it and he has running lanes. Now he has open space because all of the attention is, is on Jamar Chase. I think he really transformed the way we look at receivers in the league. And I think people they value receivers at a point now. You wouldn't see uh, the Dolphins go out and get a Tyreek Hill. You wouldn't see uh, somebody pay $17 million uh, for Christian Kirk. Those are, those are things that people have done in, in response to how effective Jamar Chase is, uh, and I definitely agree. He's, he's head and shoulders uh, above people in the AFC, and he's a lot for the number one uh, receiver in the AFC North.
0: For me, one of the funniest things here is former LSU coach Les Miles once thought of Jamar Chase as he didn't think he was good enough to be a wide receiver. He wanted him to be a cornerback. It's probably why Les Miles only had two years down in Baton Rouge. Um, but and even the thing I think that was most shocking about Jamar Chase last year is there's a couple actually things to it is he didn't play his final year at LSU. He was one of the guys that chose to sit out because of COVID um, for a wide receiver. It's a really really difficult thing. I mean, obviously he trained well and wherever he worked out, obviously they had him ready, but to take off an entire year. I mean, we've seen this type of stuff before injury related um, and how hard it is to come back, but you know, for Chase, he was obviously healthy, got his workouts in and if any Anybody remembers, there was some rumblings in August coming out of Bengals camp that Jamar Chase was maybe having some drop issues. And it was you know kind of funny at the time. And it was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Something to note, obviously, really, really high investment in him. And I think his week one performance was like 11 for 197 or somebody just absolutely trashed somebody. Uh, so whatever the rumblings were, you know, hey, maybe some guys just don't practice as well as they play and it ain't gonna be the first time. It's most certainly not gonna be the last time. Um with the Ravens with nobody on this list. This is been it's it's amazing the, you know the Ravens have been so successful, you know, obviously not last year notwithstanding a lot of injuries for Lamar Jackson. But it's just the one thing they don't know how it works is wide receivers and Lamar Jackson. he plays really well with his tight ends. Obviously the running game, running game uh, running backs involved in the passing game, Lamar's legs alone, all strengths of that offense. you know Rashad Bateman has the look of going to be a good one. Maybe he is such a complete receiver that they can kind of find a way to work with it. You know, work with you know him with it, where it becomes he lo- looks like and maybe produces like what a number one wide receiver would. But as you know, Richard Bateman was getting integrated last year, it was a late start for him, injury wise. By the time he was fully ready to go and contribute. Those games weren't quarterbacked by Lamar Jackson anymore, so you know, hard obviously to put uh, Bateman on this list um, with much more established guys. Bateman, you know, with a with a weird rookie year um, where he basically didn't get to play with the Ravens' number one quarterback. So we're confident, you know, in our list with this year. Um, again, look, hit, go ahead, Higgins could I, contend, others could contend, but go ahead.
1: I thought this out there too. Um, coming up in in, in a few, I, we'll get to other positions. Uh, and the Ravens weren't really represented in this list, but they will be well represented in, in the tight ends list when, the, when that list comes out. So keep it locked. We'll get to that and, and see where they come up um, on, on the list as far as tight ends and pass catchers uh, that are a little bit bigger than the wideouts. outs
0: no question about it um yeah and the Ravens yeah it's it's gonna there's gonna be some certain group rooms we get to obviously where the Ravens are going to be well represented we are going to talk about where Amari Cooper stands here since the return of the Cleveland Browns and you know, maybe what are legit expectations for Amari Cooper here in his first year uh with the brown and orange. Our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information, from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Betonline where the game starts
1: welcome back to the locked on browns podcast jeff lloyd in the building g bush in the building talking a little bit about receivers we went over the top four receivers in the afc north um so make sure you do if you missed that if you got to this point in the <laughs> video you skipped a little bit go back and listen to that um i, I think you'll be entertained but moving forward we, we did mention Amari Cooper. He was on the list at number two as far as the guys in the AFC North. Uh, you look at it and you say, ask yourself, what is this guy the best receiver or one of the best receivers that the Browns have ever had? We went over uh, his statistical data. All he seems to do is, is get about 85 to 90 catches a year, over 1,100 yards, five to six touchdowns a year. So where does that stand up in terms of in the history since 1999 of receivers we've had and you go down some of these lists of names uh these names don't don't really uh come out and just jump you and, and strike you in the faces these guys are great you take a look at uh obj obj was here Um, uh, he only amassed 1500 yards seven touchdowns while he was here as a cleveland brown you go up and look um, uh, quincy morgan named for the name for the past <laughs> 2001 and 2004 he had over 2,000 yards you think about it like this. Rashard Higgins was here from 2016 and 2021. He's 38th on the list in production. That, how crazy is that? He had 1,800 yards and 12 touchdowns. David Njoku, uh, obviously, he's a tight end. He he made the list. Name for them, Greg Little, 2011, 2014. Um, you have guys like Josh Gordon, and we kind of talked about We probably touched down on that again. Josh Gordon from 2012 to 2018. Uh, he had that one monster year, and you know what that was. Um, but you look up through here, and Braylon Edwards is a guy that was on the list 2005 to 2009. Uh, he had a, one great year here. Um, but you look at look at these these names: Eric Metcalf, um, Jarvis Landry, so and Kevin Johnson, 99 to 03. So when you look at it, for me, I, I say he definitely could be the best receiver um, that the Browns have ever brought in, and is the most decorated. Uh, would I say he's the most talented? No. I would say Odell Beckham Jr. had more talent than him. I would say Josh Gordon definitely had more talent than him because Josh Gordon had Hall of Fame talent. It's hard to kind of judge that. But as far as production, reliability, uh, what he brings to the locker room, catching the football, just being a professional, and and, and what he's done traditionally, I think Amari Cooper will probably be somewhere in the top three. Um, and, And you could argue that he's the best receiver that they've had.
0: Coming into this discussion now, this shouldn't even be a question. There should be multiple players that we we should say he was not better than Braylon Edwards. He well, he should not be because keeping in mind, Amari's going to be Brown maybe what legitimately three four seasons, so he should never surpass Braylon Edwards. He should never pass Josh Gordon. He, if you want to get technical. He shouldn't be here right now if Odell Beckham Jr. was anything close to what the Browns thought they were getting when they got him. Um, Certainly, you know, the maneuverability and the turnover at the quarterback position is factored in here. There's no way you can't say, uh, well, we never really got it right at wide receiver when that jersey exists that's got to be going down now to, you know, I mean, 175 names at this point. So that certainly plays into this factor. Some of these guys, you know, um, you know, brought it on themselves. Josh Gordon, obviously, with you know not being able to keep his life correct off the field, there is no question that we should be literally looking at Josh Gordon right now as you know a guy that would be maybe nearing a thousand receptions, ten thousand yards, close to hundred times. This was the potential that a player like Josh Gordon had. There are maybe you know what is it? Maybe the zero 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 point seven percent that had the speed size, length package of josh gordon at six foot four 220 the slap your mama you know in the back of the head length arms and just the true utter dominance um certainly a shame the nfl got robbed of what could have been one of the greatest i would say there was a potential there for josh gordon to be you know one of the top 25 one of the top 30 wide receivers that ever played in this league um so certainly you know that was, it's, it'll always be a tough pill to swallow, certainly with that. But Amari Cooper, and again, for me, I think the thing that for me, Garrett is, is he just comes in and it's just, okay, I'm going to do my business, this, that, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to run my routes. If I'm open, I get it. If not, you know, as the team wins, you know, as opposed to wide receivers. And look, I know, you know, it had been in huddles and, you know, I've listened to wide receivers come back into the huddle. I was open and, you know, you hear the quote, is a running play, dude. It was a running play, bro. <laughs> what do you want me to do? They're not—they're not calling for us to throw it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But- <laughs> and you certainly—you know—with 19, um, both of those guys, Jarrett, Jar—I mean, uh, Odell, Jarvis, over a thousand yards, um, unsuccessful season, and certainly that's what you know gets everybody a little bit more fired up and a little bit more, you know, ip- yippy, so to speak, about what's going on in the field. Um, but it was just you know there—there there should be players who should have done more. Garrett, that we're not just saying that maybe Amari Cooper walks in here as you know maybe the best wide receiver since 99, but it's certainly a conversation that is worthy, even though Amari Cooper has not taken a snap yet in a Cleveland Brown uniform.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I, I think the Browns fans will be pleasantly surprised of what he brings to the table, especially if, if you get Deshaun Watson. I think you're really going to see a uptick in um, the way we run our routes, the way we do our things, the way the way we're more efficient down the field, I, I just think people are going to be really, uh, you know, excited about what he's going to bring to the table. And I'm just looking forward to seeing him in the Browns uniform with along Deshaun Watson and some of the other new toys that we got for the offense.
0: And look, everybody knows, look, there were wide open routes last year, even some in 2020, that had a lot of yards after catch potential that maybe essentially weren't thrown. I mean, everybody's seen it. It's been broken down to death. Um, So this offense has shown that they can create some big plays and it's not 50 yards down the field. It's a seven-yard completion that led to maybe 25 yards after the catch. Um, Something like that, Amari Cooper, you know, should, you know, uh, you know, be like, you know, a chubby kid at a buffet. He should be able to go in there and eat all day on these types of things. Um, You have the potential around him with David Njoku and Harrison Bryant with their receiving abilities. You think you know what Donovan can do. Um, and, of course, obviously, you know, David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, some younger options that, you know, should be able to be successful in other ways. But the opportunity for Amari Cooper to have a huge, huge year in year one of course, a lot of it tied to how much Deshaun Watson plays for the Browns. And I mean, that's going to be an asterisk forever until we have an answer. So, you know, got to keep you know, a little bit of tongue in cheek here with some of these things we're saying, because you're going to base this until we hear that Donovan, I mean, Deshaun Watson is not going to be the starting quarterback for 17 games. So what we got to believe it is. Um, until we hear otherwise. So obviously with the talk, that's you know with that mindset in mind. He is Garrett Bush. I am Jeff Lloyd, your host of Lockdown Browns. We got to a ton here today covering the wide receiver position within the AFC North. Amari Cooper, the potential of what he could be for the Browns at the wide receiver position. Wherever you get your podcasts, first off, we appreciate you for making Lockdown Browns your first listen. Make sure you follow, subscribe to the show. Five-star ratings, written reviews available now on YouTube Smash away on that subscribe button. Help you guys out here. we busting it day in, day out. Garrett right now ain't got about 30 seconds to even sit down. Wolf down his lunch. He's eating it behind the <laughs> dr- steering wheel of the car as he's going from gig to gig right now. He's a busy guy, so at least help us out with that. With that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the ELLB. Let's go Browns.